When God created the world, there was something he packaged and gave to man, but didn't tell man until man saw it. It was called sickness, or it is called sickness, true or false. In the beginning, according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, what is there? What is there? 131. Then God saw everything that he had made, that includes the man, and the man's man. And indeed, it was what? Very good. That is to say, there was nothing that could be called an infirmity around what he had created. So in the beginning, God did not make provision for healing because there was nothing to be healed. God did not program sickness and disease for man. Therefore, he didn't program healing for man. From the very beginning, there was nothing like that. Everything that he created was very good, was perfect, including the man himself. Imagine the mind of the man. He exhibited excellency of mind when God allowed him or asked him to name the animals he had created. And they were in the thousands of their species, and he was able to give them names. Inexhaustible mind. A dimension of thinking that was at the realm of God's own. Excellence. Everything about man was great. It was, it was extremely wonderful until, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Until. 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 Until, until man chose to separate himself from God. One man of God said something, he said, when Eve granted interview to the devil, the husband was standing by. If Adam had been bold enough, to have stepped in to say, Satan, God said, What should we eat? We're not going to eat. Get out from here. We only be talking about sickness and disease and healing now. Why? Because they were not part of God's program. Except that because God has seen something before, He made provision. He gave room to this man called Satan. Now he was Lucifer, highly placed. He was music. Personified. And you know God loves music. I believe every step that Lucifer took produced sound. Powerful one for God for that matter. The Bible says the pipes were built in his system. So he was, he was, he was an embodiment of music. In spite of where he was, his privileged position did not stop him from eyeing the throne of God. If I said, I'm going to exalt myself above God, wherever he is, I'll go up beyond him. And that was the beginning of his fall. And that is why you as a believer, you must be very careful to kill pride from your life. Kill it. 
Because it has a tendency, the power to bring you down when you least expected it. So that's what I want to do. I will exalt myself. I will set my throne above. And God said, no problem. It's not when you are above that you can go above. Now you go down. Now when man identified with the devil, then the whole course changed. It changed. So sickness and diseases came to be when sin came to be. When man chose sin, chose disobedience from obedience. That's how we got into all this mess. But Jesus came to correct it. Hallelujah. And that's a point I want us to take note of very seriously. We have done too many of theories. We have to go to realities. So you carry your book. They said the origin of sin. You go to Bible school, the origin of sin. Then they show you how man fell, how sin came, and what he did, and so on and so forth. Great. And then we begin to give classifications to all manner of sickness and disease. I'm told there are 39 of them. 39 classifications. All of the sicknesses fall under these categories. 39 of them. And then we keep on giving sickness names that we don't even understand. And then we came with theories, all manner of theories, why some should be healed, others should not be healed. But when Jesus came, a simple issue, disobedience took us away from God and therefore it brought all these things. And now obedience that was paid for by Christ came in, where do we stand? So we should come to understand where we stand. It, it is not too much of your cries, too much of your shouting. No, it is too much of your knowing the reality and identifying with reality. Don't be writing anything on. <laughs> don't, don't be. I came with notes. I whispered to my wife, I said, the note that I brought is uh, lifting. It is, it is going away. Listen, friends. God made man in his image and according to his likeness. Now, so man was a spirit. God gave him a soul and give him a case, a house, to live in, which is this body. And man was made different from other creatures. The animals had soul and body and not spirit. Otherwise, by now, you should be meeting the spirit, the ghost of chickens <laughs> and cows everywhere you go, especially on Christmas, during Christmas festivities like that, the way you kill chickens, you should be seeing them everywhere. They don't have. Now, God's communication with man was at the point of the spirit of man. 
is inside him. That's the real you. Your, the real you is inside. What we see is your house. A little peep is through your window. So from your window, we're able to see a little about you, and that's your eyes. But the real you is inside there. When he is hungry, people will not know, but they will see. Why? Because their hunger, the moment your spirit man famishes, it shows on your body, it shows in your utterances, it shows everywhere. Even in your prayer life, it shows. Because your point of strength is your inner man, the spirit inside you, that's your point of strength. When man sinned, this spirit lost its favor and power. If you like say that it died, those spirits don't die. But a separation from the source of life made it to be without life. Until Jesus came. People who readily responded to the callings of God in the Old Testament, they associated with him and the presence of God gave them strength in the inner man. Just like when the disciples were with um, with Jesus, they were not born again. It was the presence of Christ that made them to do whatever they did. They were not born again. They were not. No one could be born again until Christ had died and risen and his sacrifice accepted by God. So if, if, you, if you note in, in John chapter 21, he met them and he said, Peace. Receive you the Holy Ghost. That was not Holy Ghost baptism. That was their new birth. They had believed in him as they walked with him, but they didn't have the capacity to be born again. So until that happened and we came in, men were walking but with two major components, the soul and the body. So whatever the spirit could invigorate and make life and strong was no longer there. Now it's the depreciation in the body and the soul of the man that results in sickness and diseases. That's what sin did. The separation. You took yourself away from the source of life. So there are things you don't pray about because they are there and clear. When you pray about them, you are becoming an abominable person. Now, when Jesus came and brought a restoration, whosoever believes in him, the Bible says, you have eternal life. His spirit man was born anew. It wasn't your body. The day you received Christ, it wasn't your body that got born again. That's why you are still what you are before. If you were tall, tall, short, short. Dark, dark. If you were fair, fair. No change on your body, except that the beauty of your body shows forth because of the Christ who is inside you. Amen. Amen. Now, okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so the, the, the point is this. That which brought about sickness and diseases, 
came to an end on a particular day when we accepted what God had put there as our source of salvation and returned to him. And that is accepting Jesus as the son of God, make him your savior and then your Lord. When it happens, the moment that one happens, something happens on your inside. Your inner man receives life. So indeed, you become spirit, soul, and body. Otherwise, your spirit is not functioning. It is just your soul and your body working. Because the spirit is of God. So if you read so many books, you discover they, are, they confuse the soul and the spirit. But the scripture says clearly that we are supposed to be three-dimensional. He said, I pray God that your whole body, your whole body, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 23, and he mentioned your spirit, your soul, and your body. So you are a spirit. That's how you were ordained to be. But we missed it because of what happened some years ago. But thank be to God that Jesus came. So when, now that we are born again, indeed we are back to the order as it was in the beginning. Spirit, soul, and body. And it becomes our responsibility to feed the spirit man to make him strong. The stronger he is, the better your health. The stronger he is, the better your level of wisdom. Excellence in whatever you do. That's why if you are a believer, you have the Holy Ghost in you and you fail exams, I don't pity you. Indeed, you must be beaten. That you went to fail exams when unbelievers are passing. That, that, that's, that's an indictment. Hello? That is what I told my scripture union members in the school where I taught one school like that. And I said, you know why people are not getting born again in the school? They said, no. I said, because of you. You, are not, you don't have a testimony. You are failing. When they talk of the best in the school, you are not there. And you are talking about your God, your God that makes you fail. Who wants to have that kind of God? You came here, you came here to get certificate and your God is making you fail. Oh, that day they wept. The way I put that thing, they had to weep. There, there was no way. They had to just weep. I let them in the room. I, 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 I beat them. It was real beating. Instead of radiating God, you're radiating, radiating Satan. You see, somebody said, no, sir, I said it is. There's no no here. It is not what, what we're doing. A believer must not fail because you have the wisdom of Christ. Is that not what the Bible says? That Christ has been made to, unto us wisdom. So why must you go and sit down there and fail? And they ask you, you say, it's mathematics. The first person that wrote mathematics, who taught him? Who did? <laughs> the issue is even like... Uh, People who fear HIV. The moment you mention H, maybe you are even talking about H2O. 
you want to say H2O, the moment you say H, ah, it begins to feel feverish. The virus has entered into him already. Now, it is my prayer that you understand some of the things I'm talking about. I am discovering many things. Now, I've told you I'm a student. So don't look at me and think that I'm no more learning. I, I, I think I'm doing much more learning than many of you do. I'm pursuing wisdom and revelation in God's word. I'm searching every day. I sit down to talk with you and you think I'm with you. I'm not with you. I may contribute to what you are saying, but I'm not with you. I'm looking for something else. Why? We must understand this God who called us, who has so much mercy on us. We must know him and profit from there. Verse 26, Luke chapter 1. Now you look at 26, going down, an angel was sent to a lady called Mary. She was a virgin, engaged, or betrothed to a man. But the time for marriage had not happened. And they were not loose, as many of us still are, even in the church. So they had never met. They never slept together. I want to marry you. Say, I agree. Say, you are sure? Say, I go marry you. I trust you. All right. So let's go ahead. Anything that happens, we are still married. The little patience to have and wait. You know? And it's happening and happening and happening and happening. I'm not fighting you on that matter. Praise God. So don't, don't let that one put you off from what I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now, now the, the, the angel came and did something that was very, very strange. Now, when you look at John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. Right. Now, in the beginning was the word, verse 1, and the word was with God, and the word was what? God. Now, by this word, all things were created, and there was nothing that was done without him. And then it says, in him was what? Life. And the life was a light of man. Okay? And eventually comes the scripture that is one of the anchor ones for the ministry. And, and, and the light shines in darkness. And the darkness has never understood light to overcome it. You run down like that. As many as believe in him in verse 12, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Then in verse 14, and in verse, that verse 13, he talks about who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. These people that believe in him, the Bible says that they were not born of what? Blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Those that believe in him. Talking about us. Now, this word that we spoke about in the first verse, 
now became flesh. What word was that? Cast your mind back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. What does it say? We shall come back. We shall come back to this one. This is how we are going. We are just jumping the thing like that. What is there? And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He didn't say that the seed that will bruise the head was a man, the seed of a man, but the seed of the woman. And the normal thing to produce is between the man and the woman. So they say that's the seed of the man, the son of so and so and so, son of so and so and so. But he says here, and devil never understood it. He didn't. He said, the seed of the woman, not the seed of Adam, the seed of the woman will bruise your head. So when, when these guys came in, Cain and, uh, and, and, and what's the guy's brother's name? Abel. When they came in, Satan said, they, they, they have come. I'll kill them. He confused them and Cain killed his brother. And live under guilt. Perpetual guilt. And never amount to anything. And Satan thought he had, he had, he had. And so he kept on like that. Chasing people, chasing Joseph. Chasing Isaac. He chased them and chased them. When Isaac got married, he said, your wife will not give birth. So he continued like that for a long time. Then the prophets were talking about the one who was going to come. But Isaiah had a vivid revelation on that one. A virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son. A virgin. How can you talk about a virgin conceiving? With who? We are coming back. Now, this virgin remained a virgin even after birth because she never saw a man until she gave birth. So she was still a virgin. True or false? What kind of mystery is that one? A virgin. The seed of the woman it meant that there will be no contribution from man to bring about that seed. It shall be by the woman and by God. Not the normal way. It shall be a strange, abnormal way that will bring that seed. And that seed will be the one to deal with the devil and we will know what happened. And then they are telling us over, over here in, in, in chapter 1 of John's Gospel, that those of us who believe in him are now born after the order in which Jesus was born. Not between man and woman, but between the spirit and the inner being that God put in man from the very beginning. The angel told this woman, Verse 31, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. That was the word. You shall conceive in your womb 
and bring forth a son, and you call that son Jesus. That was the word. He was a messenger of God. He was what? And God says, the word that I speak, the word I send out, it shall return to me void. It shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And the word is this. This virgin that God has known from the foundation of the earth, this virgin, her background is not important. I kept him for her for a purpose. To bring the seed. She will be the one to produce the seed. It was not with Joseph, nor with anybody. Now, so Mary was, was qualified to have asked that question that she asked. The man talked about what the, the, he said, it shall be great. It shall be called son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of the kingdom of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And then Mary asked a question. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? It's a, it's, 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 it's a legitimate question. I don't have a man. The man you know has only proposed to marry me. So how can it be? And the angel now went on to show how it will be. This scripture in verse 35 is the scripture that concerns us so much that we must go into, dive deep into, to receive revelation with respect to anything that we are doing as believers. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, shall envelop you. You will enter the cocoon of the power of God. And the warmth of God shall produce in you this word that is spoken to you. The Holy Ghost will do it. The power of God will overshadow you. It will brood. It will come and sit upon this word. God's fire will be upon it. To bring to pass the intent of God. To bring to pass what? The intent of God. And there is no one that can stop that intent from maturing. He said, therefore, the product shall be called that of the highest. The son of the most high God. And you will surely be great. You, there's no controversy. It cannot be less. You'll be great. Okay? So therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. And then he gave her one testimony for her to, to build her faith. And he said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's see that one from the Amplified. Go to that verse uh, 30 what? 30 what? 7. For with God nothing is ever impossible 
and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So the word that comes from God contains the power to bring it about. And so Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to the ones that believe. The Jew first, and then the, the what? The what? The Greek. So when God's word is spoken or sent to you or sent to me, that word carries enough power to produce what the world is carrying. It is for you and for me to come to accept that this word of God has the power to produce and to surely produce. So the woman said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mission accomplished. The woman said, I'm available for that to be done. I didn't understand before, but now I understand and I believe that what God has said should come to pass. I make myself available. The things that God has said concerning our salvation and concerning our healing and our health, do we accept those things as true and real and avail ourselves for those things to work in our lives? The word of God is life. It comes for you to get impregnated. And when you are pregnant with the word, it becomes flesh. And produces. It doesn't matter the challenges you are going through. There's always the light of the Lord on the inside. And that light is the word. The word of God that you receive, meditate on and accept as coming from God. And you accept it is powerful will produce. And don't forget. Those of us who are born again by believing Christ. Jesus, we are not born of blood, not born of the flesh. We are born of the spirit. If we are born of the spirit, then there are things that should not happen to us. And when they are happening to us, we must wake up and say, no, it must not happen. Why? I'm not a candidate for that kind of thing. These things are the center of our health. The progress that we want to see in our businesses. The accomplishments we want to see in our children. We should come to a point of knowing that what God has said concerning us, concerning our children, He said you and your children are for what? Signs and wonders to your generation, to your world. So you must begin to see your children as signs and wonders. Not ordinary people. And begin to believe it on their behalf and speak on them. Speak to them and stop calling them coconut head. Because I check coconut and what is inside there is water and, and, <laughs> and, and food to eat. Sometimes the food is not sweet. Sometimes the water says no sweet. That's all you have in coconut. So your child that you've been calling coconut head. What crowd we say? What crowd we say? Busufo. Busufo. 
you have connected the child to the devil. And we say these things, and we claim it's innocent. It's not innocent, foolishly, upon our children. And the little thing the child does, that the, what comes out of our mouth destroys the child's destiny. The word of God that's sent to us has the power to produce, and because we are in his image, the words that go out of our mouth have power to produce. So what are we saying this night? What we are saying is this. We are born of God. He said, we are born of God in First John. Huh? Yeah, what is there? Overcome the world. Uh-huh. 1 John 5, 19, what is there? We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies where? Under the sway of what? The evil one. The wicked one. But we know we are of God. So if the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, are we part of the world? We are not. So this one should not create problem in your heart if you know what God has said concerning you. He said, my little children. No, for me, for four. Yes. Yes. You have overcome them. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world that's trying to confuse you. So when Satan talks, you don't think about it. Because you have something inside you that stops him where he is, that he cannot reach out to touch you. But when we are afraid, the doors are open for him to come in and do whatever he wants to do. That is what we want to avoid. We want to prevent that thing that we ourselves will open our doors for him to come inside. So we must know who we are, what we have, and what we stand for. And, and see that God's word that is spoken concerning us will surely produce. And then we'll see it producing. He said, whatsoever thing you, you lay your hands on to do shall prosper. Who said it? It is God. So why are you still saying that your work is dying? If he said it will prosper, then you, are, you must have a picture. Have a picture. Have an image of what God has said through meditation. And be pregnant with that. And it is staying on your inside. Anytime it is happening, you tell the work, you cannot die. You can't do what? You can't. Because nothing dies in my hands. This is what God has said. That says the Lord. You cannot die. Prosper. So your business must prosper. Whether it's an license or not. Whatever thing your heart seeks to do, you prosper in it. Because your heart is of the spirit of God. And if the spirit of God is at work in you, everything must work for you. We want to have this approach to issue about sickness and diseases. So we will be bold enough to stand and tell sickness, you cannot stay here. You cannot do what? You cannot stay here. 
And when you speak with boldness, Satan knows it. When you fake it, he knows it. So when you are talking and you are talking from nowhere, he looks at you and says, look at what he's doing. Don't worry. I'll just shake him now. I'll shake him right now. He blows one way. Say, Jesus! 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 Come away! He knows where you stand. But when you look at them, you say, why are you wasting your time? I don't have time for you. It is said of Wigglesworth, Smith, that one time he was in his room and then he heard the rocking of his chair. He got up. Went out there and he saw Satan sitting inside that thing. And he hissed. He said, ah, I didn't know it was you. I wouldn't have wasted my time coming to you. When you're free, just close the door and go away. And he went back to sleep. John G. Lake, there was a plague in South Africa. In those days, a bubonic plague that was killing people in their numbers, in their hundreds. And then he had gone there. They had sent a team from the U.S. and U.K. to examine and see. They came with all their globes and everything. And they met this man moving from one person to the other, praying for them. Now, that team produced some foam, some saliva in their mouth. Anyone that it touched, the, the, the virus would now begin to work on the person. And this man was doing his work without any globes, nothing. So they shouted, don't do that, you will die. He looked at them, he continued. So they went to him. And they said, what's happening? He said, this thing that you are talking about doesn't have any effect on me. If you like, bring your microscope, put something there, and let's see what will happen. They brought the microscope. They, they, they just scooped some, uh, some saliva and put there. They saw the virus, they were alive. The moment they touched the body, they started dying. What kind of man is this? It's a man who had gone to some depth in understanding who he is and where God has placed him. That is where I want us to get to. I want us to come to a point of knowing some things and be consumed by those things. And when we know them, we are at peace and at rest to know that Satan cannot put us down. Can you on? Ran a church for 25 years and nobody died there. 25 years, nobody died in that church. What was he teaching them? The spirit life was what he was teaching them. If God did that one then, can the same God do that one with us here? That by the depth of insight that we have of who we are, we'll stand and frustrate the devil in whatever he's doing. So when we come in here, we are not praying for the sick. We are praying that health should be all over the place. We take Ghana and dismiss the devil from here, and then we are on. It doesn't matter how far we have gone. That's my policy in my Christian walk. It doesn't matter how far I've been wrong. When I see truth, I turn to truth. And I don't care saying that I was wrong yesterday. It's not my business. I didn't know. But now I know. 
But I don't want to get to my age before you begin to know things. I want to know them now and walk in the strength and the power of such insights. I want to come to church and hear testimonies that the one that pastor was giving. You tell me that you were going somewhere, you met some people, and then you lifted your hand and then things happened. I want to see that one. I want to hear that. Then when the time comes for me to go, I can go in peace. This is why we are talking. Now, after now, we can talk about anyhow you want to pray for sick people. And then, but I want you to have this foundation. This thing must be in your heart. It must be where? In your heart. Very deep there. You must be pregnant. The word of God must become fresh in your life to produce. If God did it for someone, he can do it for you also. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and verse 8. He does not change. If he has done it before, he is doing the same in your life. He has not changed. God began to tell us after sickness came to the world, he said, I'm the Lord that heals you. I'm the Lord that what? I heal you. And Jesus came and he began to fulfill the things that were said concerning him in Isaiah 53. He took our infirmities and our pains and our sorrow. He took them upon his body. He nailed those things to his cross. Woke up. And he said it's finished. The one he said on the altar, on the, on the cross, it is finished, is different from the one he said, he told you. The day you got born again, he said it's finished. The day I got born again, he said it's finished. I didn't hear. You didn't hear. If we had heard that day, when we got born again, we would have heard his voice saying it's finished, there are things we wouldn't allow in our, in our, around our homes at all. Around our garden. They shouldn't happen within our vicinity. We take charge of the area where we live. I remember one day I called the witches in my town to a contest. I was burning like, uh, like something. And I told her I'll be leaving the town at 3 p.m. Meet me up there. Meet me where? Up there. A brother took me to the, to the town. That was somewhere in the, I think, 93 or so. I came from Nigeria to see them, and I went there. As soon as they saw me, when are you going back? When I, I said, I'm 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I'm going at 3. Tell them that I'll be going at 3. Tell all your friends. Ah, the woman said, what do you mean? I said, all the witches, the people you are representing, go and tell them that I'll be going at 3 p.m. So they should meet me up there. Don't throw a challenge, you know, if you don't know what you, you are carrying. I'm telling you. Because they will come. So when we are leaving, I told the brother, let me sit at the back here. And you, you just be going. You, yours is the steering and whatever. Be going. And open that window for me. So open. I cried my own oil. Oh. <laughs> when I got there, I brought my head out. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I sprinkled like... The kind of stories I heard later. That night we went for operation. We spoke dangerous things. The next morning, we were in church. That place, accidents were taking place. 
day in, day out. And we have to pass that place to go to church. We are just moved to a new location. Wasn't all the devil's in, intention to make sure nobody came to church? So we, we, I just had instruction from God and we did that one there at the junction. They anointed the place and put some candles there and said, there's a light, there's no more darkness here. And then we call on all the witches and massage them with the oil of God. Every witch here. And then we went. The next day, Sunday, the exercise was Friday night into Saturday. Sunday, I went to church. The King Jua came to me. He said, sir, I said, what's happening? He said, they, 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 are, they are talking. I said, who is talking? He said, they are confessing. I said, who is confessing? He said, the witches, where are they? He said, they are there. I said, okay. They have not finished. It's not their confession. Some will die. And from that day, all the accidents on that thing came to an end. Satan doesn't have power. He has tricks. But you have knowledge of God. And God's word is power. And the word of God has power to fulfill itself. It doesn't need your effort. Yours is to do what? Believe. And say it. I see the root of sicknesses dying in our lives, in our bodies, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because God said it. He said it. He said, I will give them health. I will bring them health and cure. And that's what Jesus brought. And he lives in us. There cannot be light and darkness operating in one body at the same time. It is never true. It's not possible. You are full of light. Darkness cannot operate in your life. From today, you trample upon your enemies. Everywhere you go, you trample them under your foot. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anywhere they stand and call your name, the Lord shall answer on your behalf. When they call your name for evil, God shall answer on your behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anywhere they gang up against your destiny and your progress, they shall be scattered in the name of Jesus. This is a beginning of beginnings for us. And we are not going to fail. In the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord increase in wisdom and understanding. In the realm of revelation of his word. That when you see God's word. You will hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Telling you what it is. And when you receive it. The boldness to act on it will come upon your life. And you will go for the U.S. points. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I say glory to God. I say glory to God.